Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today I have with us uh, Caleb Baker. He's the president with Sova Assessment in APAC. Cal, a warm welcome to you. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks, Nick, and thanks for the uh, thanks for the opportunity. That's great. Would you like to start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Yeah, certainly. So, as you said, I'm Caleb Baker, president for Sova Assessment in Asia Pacific, based in Singapore. Uh, I've been in the talent industry for over 20 years, starting as an organizational psychologist, uh, and then worked through to leading large-scale um, strategy and talent acquisition outsourcing firms to, in recent years, focusing much more on HR and work technology with a particular focus on assessment. Okay, exciting. And, and I believe that's a link to the topic we're going to talk about today. Enlighten us. <laughs> Indeed, Nick. So the topic I wanted to engage on today is, the, is basically talent workforce of the future and using assessment to ensure your business thrives sustainably. Okay, so what is this all about then? Yeah, so Nick, really where the um, the importance of, again, workforce of the future and how assessment relates to this. So if we look at every organization, including EGN, I would imagine, it really you're looking at how do we ensure that our organization thrives and grows into the future in a sustainable way. And so in a nutshell, to be able to do this, organizations really need to be able to understand what their workforce needs to look like in the future in terms of composition of everything from skills to potential and how do you bring all that together. Now, this is particularly uh, or an increasing challenge in light of the fact that organisations are already trying and actually, in fact, innovating quite aggressively to ensure that they are, in fact, becoming more productive, more effective in the way they deliver their their goods and services. So in context of all that, what we're really saying is for for assessment and to build a workforce of the future, you really want to understand um, basically all aspects of your workforce to then really set a strategy that is going to allow you to thrive sustainably into the future. Okay, that's great, Cal. So what are then the three key things that we need to know about this topic? Yes, Nick. So I think really to distill it down, I'd say the first point is that organizations do not need to fly blind when it comes to understanding the composition, skills, and potential of their workforce that they have today to then be able to really understand what they're going to um, do in terms of interventions to transform their workforce into the future. So specifically what I'm referring to there is, you know, being able to assess your workforce for current skills, capability, potential, learnability. These are all things that assessments can deliver with great accuracy um, through and, and be able to use the data for analysis to then far better inform decisions about how you essentially would invest in your workforce going forward. So I think the second thing to really to really be um, cognizant of and acting on is the you know delivering through diversity. So you know there's been many many case studies and research reports from McKinsey and, and other you know I guess qualified bodies who absolutely spell out that an organisation that absolutely embraces diversity in all of its forms absolutely thrives uh, by a much larger percentage than organisations that don't. I think the important point there is that diversity isn't just pointing to, you know, 
uh, issues of gender or even ethnicity. We're really talking about diversity of thought and diversity of potential. So it's a key topic as it relates to diversity and when it's truly understood, again, assessment can really come in and provide accurate, meaningful data as to how diversity can and should play into the future uh, composition of your workforce. And I think lastly, um, really from the utilization of assessment in terms of understanding your workforce, understanding your, you know, what your future workforce needs to look like, you can then build, whether it be training programs and, and other such interventions for your workforce, you can really invest that money with confidence. So what we see today is a lot of, um, I guess, reports and case studies that come out about organizations spending a, a very large amount of money on trying to reskill, upskill and transform their workforces to be able to show very little impact or success, I would say, in that. And I think certainly one of the reasons for that is uh, that organizations, in a sense, haven't worked out what they have in their workforce and then work out how they actually should be and what they should be delivering for those individuals to transform them or bring them into the next world of work. So they'd be the three three key points I think you need to know about this topic, Nick. All right, Carl. And why should company then spend resources and invest money in this? So I think really the, the investment, as I say, it's about sustainably transforming your workforce because you know, building insights and data like you do for customers. So, for, for example, no organization I'm aware of goes blindly to market to try and kind of understand their customers. Typically, a lot of investment is spent on really knowing your customer, or I guess really understanding what your customer wants, needs, and then building a consumer-grade experience that engages them to, to basically build your business and, and join that partnership. So the whole idea around building insights and data like you would your customers enables the organization to essentially do the same thing for employees. So this is where the, the, the money and the resources should be spent is, is basically building essentially the data and insights that you would in your sales and marketing department. You do this in your finance department. You should certainly be doing it in your talent department. And I think from there, when you've made that investment and you really, I guess, understood that, this then makes the whole job of workforce planning, strategic workforce planning and management become a lot more transparent and a lot more, um, I guess, accurate, because really then it comes down to understanding, so what talent and skills do we need to attract and acquire from outside? And that could be a short, medium term need. Then it also points to, well, what you know skills do we need to develop and capabilities do we have in the workforce that we can then apply specific training to because we know that we have a, a percentage of our workforce that actually what we refer to as you know, are, are learnable, which means they have the motivation and the want to learn or they naturally are eager to learn and they're curious. So it's more a potential piece. Um, and then it really also points to what capability you might need to release from the organisation over a period of time because they are be better, better suited to either other organisations that require their skills and or they're motivated to be in a, in a different environment because your organization is basically transforming into a new kind of workforce. Right. And there's so much turmoil happening now in the workplace. Uh, I mean, obviously, with uh, the pandemic and coming back to the office and so on, how has this affected everything? What have really changed in 2022? Yeah, it's a really good question, Nick. So I think, I mean, one, I guess, 
remote, for example. So if I look at if I look at to say the assessment industry, which is really the big thing that's changed for the assessment industry, is that we've gone from basically almost laboratory type approaches where you kind of envisage white white uh, white coats and pens and pencils and and sheets of paper to to do assessments. What's really changed in the assessment industry is now we're delivering what we refer to as assessment experiences that are basically consumer grade. And what that what that really distills down to is that when people are now being assessed, and this is, you know, we, we really focus on this at Sober, is that the candidate and or the employee has a great experience. It's immersive, it's engaging. And what it basically leaves the, uh, the candidate or the employee feeling is they understand what the assessment is about. It's relevant, it's relevant to their job, it's relevant to, to the career they're looking to pursue. The way that they engage it is fully digitized and lots of basically very specific rich content. Um, and can be delivered again through the mobile phone or it can be delivered virtually. So you have virtual assessment centers now, all of which um, are, are new to assessment. So basically what we're saying is we've taken assessment out of the out of the laboratory and we've put it basically into the retail space to really make sure that people are engaged with it. And what what that means is from an impact perspective, if you're attracting people into your organization or obviously needing to assess them to understand that they're, they're the right fit, but also their full potential. They are actually engaging and, and coming through, leaning into the job and actually coming out the end of the experience, really wanting that job because they've been very much informed. It's been a very, very um, revealing, I guess, process. And also there's a lot of value that they gain, they gain along the way. Um, so that's really, I guess, from an assessment industry perspective, a big thing that's changed. And I guess also the accuracy. So, so for us, obviously the science matters. You know, we, we don't, you know, you don't deploy assessments since you're absolutely certain that it works, i.e. that it actually measures what you want it to measure and it measures it accurately. Um, so again, from a candidate employee perspective, when they feel and are being told and informed and engaged that the assessment is in their interest, that they also will get the feedback. And so they'll, they'll know more about themselves. This is where, you know, all stakeholders here get real value from that. Um, and again, you know, I guess it kind of flows into we only measure what matters. So previously in assessment, you would set long batteries of tests and people wouldn't understand why you'd ask these questions and you're gathering data that you might never use. So now in assessment, we design blended assessments, which really map back to the key data points that we want to measure. And that's all we measure. And that shortens the experience. But again, getting back to my previous point, it also makes it far more relevant for the candidate employee for when they're actually doing the assessments because they, they really understand how it connects. Um, as I was saying before, precision and prediction, you know, for, for us, for our clients, we have um, a number of case studies that point to, you know, we kind of hit around the 90% accuracy in terms of selection of high performance for, for assessments, certainly the graduate and, and mid-career space. Um, and so for this, from that perspective, you really save a lot of time, money and effort because you're very confident that the profile of the talent you're trying to attract in is actually the right talent for your environment and for, for, the, for the job you're looking for them to do. Um, and I think just last thing, we touched on it before, really building and optimizing your talent assessment for diversity and inclusion from the outset. So at the moment you have a lot of organizations and I can see why basically trying to add on diversity and, and inclusion in these aspects to their workforce. But from an assessment perspective, you really should be building and optimizing that from the outset. So what that means is you really are assessing and understanding full potential 
of all of all candidates in that way, understanding where you can absolutely include um, you know, and re and a really diverse workforce because you really understand the potential as opposed to assessing them on a, a very kind of um, restrictive basis or exclusive basis, which is what you're trying to avoid. Right. And then just finally then, Cal, how can the company use uh, this as a competitive edge? Yeah, so I think I think what's important is not to get overwhelmed by the topic. So I think what you what we would re recommend is you obviously you do start with the end in mind. So again, if you think about total workforce and 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 the need to obviously in time be able to assess and understand all of it, but I'd say you you start with that in mind. But you basically would come and pick a talent group would be my would be my recommendation. Whether it's your graduate graduate uh, workforce, it could be a, a volume part of your business, it could be your leadership. But again, you start with the fact that it all connects in to one workforce. So currently people often, um, organizations often just do it in parts where it might just be leadership or senior leadership and or um, just their graduates. But for our approach and certainly for our platform, it really is laying essentially a technology foundation that says you can create different experiences which you need to for each part of your workforce but the data pulls through to a single platform that you can actually look at, analyze and make decisions from that again are accurate, but also integrated and interdependent, which is in fact the way your workforce operates. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking us through this, Cal, and thank you for the listeners to have been with us today. And if anyone want to continue this discussion with you to find out more about assessment and so on, what's the best way for them to contact you, Cal? Yeah, they can either come directly to me, caleb.baker at soverassessment.com, or you can visit our website at, at www.soverassessment.com and join our online community, which is there in the, in the website, and either request a demonstration or, or just reach out to us through there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having been with us today. I wish you a great rest of the day. Yeah, pleasure, Nick. Thanks so much again for the opportunity to speak to your uh, followers. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite.